Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. Tonight, the Padres begin the home portion of the home and home against the Mariners here at Petco. And in studio, we've got Mike Janella, who one of these days will learn to dress himself. Although I'm taking fashion tips from Tweedledee and Dumb here. We're right. the exact same Exactly outfit. right. It's like he ignored the memo this morning. It's like it's very rude. Alongside Mike, we've got Bill Center, who's always rooting on the Padres and himself when he's right. No, 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 no. Nah, he agreed with me. Yeah, you and rounding out the crew, we've got Mike Grace, who's here to impart the years of wisdom he's acquired just yards away from a baseball diamond. I love a good soft pretzel. I actually sold soft pretzels at uh, the ballpark in Arlington when I was in high school. Really? Now, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the Western Metal Supply Company building, it's Padre Social Hour with your hosts, Mike Janella, Bill Center, and Mike Grace. Happy Wednesday! Welcome to Padre Social Hour. What, what, Bill? Yeah, you had to check I your phone. To, to, you had to check your phone to see if it was Wednesday. In a baseball season, you lose track of the days very easily. We had a Memorial Day Monday this week. Right. My calendar's all out of control. And so for I a guy, to make sure. how about that? You had to check, <laughs> and you tried to do it, and so nobody would notice. Uh, let me see what. Day I, is. I've learned one thing working with you, Bill. Nothing gets past you. Right. So I know everything I say, do, think. Right. You're watching. That's so. why I'm here. Yeah, keeping me honest. Be- before we tear him apart, the guy hasn't had a day off. So it, it is days run together when you don't take days that off. That too. The Iron Man streak continues here. Even Blooper has taken a couple days off, but Big deal. not here in the couch. Uh, welcome to Padres Social Hour. As we heard at the top of the show, you guys love coordinating your outfits. Again, with the checks today. Right. Both looking very good. Well, so. it's pretty easy to coordinate with me since I always wear checks. Pretty much the same thing. Right. And, and if I know I'm going to be on with Bill, I want to match up. Let's do it. Well, you guys look good. Hopefully we sound good. I think we both paid for our clothes. This, I just bought this at the team store last week. Uh, sure. my, yeah. I, I can show uh-huh. you the receipt if right. you want. Yeah, Bill, just All over you. I know, crushing Man. me. Jeez, I have to put Bill on timeout here. I've uh, got plenty to talk about today before the, besides all of Bill railing on me. Uh, besides all that, we also have a 7-10 first pitch. Padres at Mariners, and uh, we'll get to a lot of stuff today. Christian Bethencourt pitching yesterday. We're going to talk about that. We're going to take a trip down on the farm with Farmer Bill. He might make an appearance. Nice. Always fun when he stops by. Uh, also, the All-Star voting update, the first one came out for the NL. No Padres in sight, but doesn't mean we can't chat about that. So we'll get to all of that, and make sure to join us on anything that catches your fancy using hashtag PadresSH or joining the conversation live at Padres.com slash social hour. But before we get to all of that, the, uh, the big story today, Executive Chairman Ron Fowler, his comments uh, on local radio here, Mighty 1090, uh, about the team. And before we get uh, your guys' take on it, just wanted to, for anyone who did not listen or hear or read what they had to say, what Ron had to say, I should say, uh, just a couple of direct quotes here. These are verbatim. Uh, so quote from Ron Fowler, uh, with the winning and losing, we've been miserable failures on the field, he meant. Uh, quote, it's been embarrassing. I don't know how else to put it. Our performance on the road trip, one and seven, was pathetic. Uh, he went on to say it's on the players, but the organization has to accept responsibility for probably having the wrong players. We don't have a team out there right now that is competing effectively. And then he went on to say that uh, right now we're just not doing it. That's what's frustrating for all of us. Now, the one thing I will say is that if you're reading those off the sheet, you can picture someone really being just red-faced, steam out of the ears, kind of angry. Listening to it, he wasn't irate or anything. He just sounded a bit exasperated. He expects better. The passion is there. Uh, what was your guys' take from hearing that and, and what the fallout's been ever since? 
Well, for one thing, I've known Ron for a long time, and he is a very passionate, competitive guy. And I would, I would draw a parallel to Ray Kroc. You would not be the first to do that right. today. In 1974, uh, when he went on the mic, actually grabbed the PA microphone at uh, San Diego Stadium and railed against the way the Padres were playing in the home opener. I, I sort of draw the comparison here, the parallel between Ron and Ray Kroc, both being passionate owners who want to win and they don't like bad baseball. Mike? Yeah, I would say a guy like that that's been so successful in a business career and to, to get to the level to be able to own a professional sports franchise, you have to be really competitive. So it's understandable that he's as frustrated as he is. Um, and, and I think it gives the fans somebody to kind of attach themselves to. They Absolutely. Can, they can, uh, you know, they, they get as frustrated because there's nothing they can do about right. it. The players and, and the coaches to some extent are really the only ones that can actually do anything on the field about it. And, and, and I think they're playing hard and, and giving everything they've got. But at the same time, you know, this gives the fans somebody to kind of identify with as a part of this franchise. I always thought that a turning point for the Padres was not when Kroc bought the team, which in actuality it was, but when he grabbed the mic on opening day in 1974 and, and made the statement, this is, you know, I'm with you fans, I share, I share the pain. The fans immediately knew that they had an owner who cared as much about winning as they did. And I, I think it really solidified Kroc as an owner. I, I like it. I, I am happy that he did what he did today. And if the players don't like it, to heck with them. And the players, so Andy Green and A.J. Preller both uh, came out and had their public right. responses to it, both saying they appreciate the passion and the fire and that, you know, Ron's not alone in expecting better from the on-field product. The players, uh, no real comments from them, and in their positions, I wouldn't say anything either. Uh, but I think in general, yeah, I'm with you guys. You want someone as an avatar for the fans that, you know, is at the top of the rung and is as frustrated with you as you, right. as frustrated with the product on the field as you've been as a fan. Because, yeah, no one's disagreeing, I think, with what he has to say. And if the players have issue with it, then they should look in a mirror. I mean, they are getting paid good money to play a game. And if they've got issue with what he said, I mean, this is just a passionate plea or a passionate statement from an owner who wants to do better. And he's a San Diegan, has been a San Diegan for a long time. He knows the history here. He doesn't want to keep going down this path. Yeah, and you can't blame him for saying that either. I don't, yeah, I don't. no, and I don't know if there's a right or wrong in this situation, but he has every right to go on and do that. I mean, he's put a lot of money and time and emotion into this team. He's going to express it. He, he has to deal with the fan backlash. I right. mean, he has a public email address. People are emailing him expressing their frustrations. He's frustrated on his own. So, you know, he has every right to, and the players have every right to react however they, however they feel necessary. Uh, you know, like I said before, I think they're playing hard and, and, and doing everything they can. It's just you go into these bad ruts, and it, it frustrates everybody from well, the fans I think, down I think to the, fans, the front office staff. I agree, Mike, totally. And I think the fans now have somebody that they know is on their side. Yeah, waving the flag as right. much as, as any of them are. For right, sure. and waving the frustration. Yeah, uh, we already have some tweets coming in. Uh, this one from uh, East Village Times. Uh, Fowler demands accountability. I like it. And, I mean, like right. you guys are saying, the fans, how can you not like an owner that's going there on the front line and giving the loudest voice to all of the complaints that the fans have to? Right, and I, I know Matt Kemp made the comment. Uh, he, all he wanted to do was talk about the game and not about 
the comments. Well, uh, you know, then play better. It's very simple. That's what I it mean, comes down to. Right. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, if you them. don't like it, play better. Yeah, and that's uh, Andy Green. Uh, we were at that media session with him that he has right. every day. That was a little more crowded than usual, Bill. You yes. and I are there every well, day. Well, something like that. Yeah, yeah you it's going it to bring out a couple of the folks that aren't here every day to hear what Andy had to say. And, and Andy did use the thing that he would not have used the word embarrassing. Yeah, which, he said I would stop short of using that term, right. but that he does realize that he wants to win as much as anyone, right. and he's got to work on that stuff too. Uh, what I found interesting was that Andy said – he was not planning on making a huge team-wide address about this. He's no. just focusing on the game tonight, game by game. He's doing his job between right. the lines. If the players did not get the message, then they're deaf. I mean, it's just that simple. If they didn't get the message from what Ron Fowler feels and what he wants to see in the future, then, I, I mean, there's no getting through to him. I think that you've got... The message had to be loud and clear. Yeah, or but the I, heads are in the sand and you, you don't hear right. it because you don't want to hear it, right. which is a bad thing too. Right. But, but do you really think they don't know? I mean, they know. 16-4, the way that went down, the way they played this oh. past road stand, I mean, I think they know. And, and it, it always good, is good to hear from the boss. Right. Like, you need a, a swift kick in the pants every once in a while uh, to know the guy that's signing your checks is not happy, so maybe you need to get it straightened out. But all these guys know. I mean, they've been around long enough to know what, when bad baseball is happening. Plus, there were seven innings on that road trip where the other team scored four or more runs. And that's... And those seven innings, the pitching was bad. The defense was not good. I mean, that, I would agree with Ron Fowler, that is embarrassing. Yeah, and those are the words he used. And I think, yeah, I don't think anyone's disagreeing with the sentiment. And it's just a matter of now seeing if that has any kind of effect uh, moving forward. And, he, of course, he said he loves the coaching staff. He loves what Andy Green's doing. He's looking forward to what A.J. Preller can do in the draft, right. which is now – a a uh, day and a week away, and then the international signing period in July. So, uh, yeah, this was obviously something that got a lot of people's attention, but I think deservedly so after a 1-7 road trip where you mentioned, Bill, wasn't even a lot of uh, competitive games no. out there. These were bad, bad losses. <laughs> no, I got to admit, I mean, it's a 162-game season. So, yeah, you're going to have up and downs. You're going to have ruts and stuff. That game yesterday Okay, it's 16-4, to four, and they, and they want to save the pitcher, so they bring Bethancourt and Amarista in to close out. Now, I can understand that. I don't think – I didn't really appreciate that it was sort of a party in a dugout when those two guys were going. Actually, Bill, I want you to save that because we're going to de dedicate a whole yeah. next segment to that, oh, and okay. I want the fans to let us know what you think about that before we head to break. Uh, yeah, the laughing and the smiling right. in the game yesterday I'm when sorry. you're down 16-4. You're getting your butts beaten. That's not the time. All right, that's what Bill thinks. Use hashtag Padres SH to let us know what you think because when we come back, we're going to keep Bill hot and heated through the break, and we're going to go into that because I want to show the footage. I want to get the whole kit and caboodle, so it's going to be pretty exciting for that. Um, also very exciting, I actually checked this out before the game today. The Padres have a new uh, seating area here in left field. It's called the Barkyard. You can enjoy America's favorite pastime with your pooch by your side in a new backyard-inspired setting at Petco Park. The Barkyard, presented by Petco, features six semi-private, dog-friendly viewing areas in left center field. Each area accommodates up to four people and two dogs. Pricing starts at $100 for each viewing area. For more info and tickets, visit Padres.com slash Barkyard. Bill's heated about that pitching performance yesterday late in the game. Let us know what you think and find out what Mike and I have to say when we come back. This is Padres Social Hour. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. 
Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. The 7-10 first pitch tonight between Christian Friedrich and James Paxton. Wait, what? Yes, it was supposed right, to be Felix Hernandez. Be. He was injured, placed on the DL, because yesterday he strained his calf celebrating a Mariners home run against these very Padres. Man. They hit five of them. <laughs> At least, I mean, that's one way to one positive from yesterday, I guess, right? right you you knocked out the ace right. from the other team. Man, cannot believe it. Um, let's get to that game. And we talked about uh, uh, the Ron Fowler comments before, and a lot of that was sparked, I think, by the 16-4 performance yesterday. And uh, Bill, you brought it up right before the break. There, late in the game, Christian Bethencourt comes in. Throws his 96 miles an hour, throws his knuckleballs. It's the talk of the baseball world. Right. It made Twitter moments. That means nothing to right. you, Bill. Does no, it? That's I mean, it fine. Was all I mean, the place. But one thing really aggravated you. You can appreciate that. That's fine. I mean, and, and here, Bethancourt, I give him very high marks because, I mean, tough for any position player to come in. And in fact, let's face it, catcher, left field, second base, and pitched all in the same game. I give Bethancourt high marks, and I thought he did a nice job. What I didn't like is the partying going on in the dugout when you're getting beaten 16-4, to four, you've given up five home runs, you haven't played sharp, uh, and okay, Bethancourt is in there just to get the job done. I don't think it's anything for the players to be celebrating, to be totally honest. Mike, your take as a fan, I mean, your team's down 16-4, to four, and you see guys laughing in there. It's been a, a horrible road trip. Is that a, a let loose and it's a nice release, or should these guys be a little bit more upset with themselves and the, the fact they're in that position? In the first place. I disagree with Bill. I, I have absolutely no problem with what was going on. One, it's one game in 162. It's a May game. Uh, I mean, if this, if this game was in September and you're in a pennant race, yeah, okay, that's a little bit different. But, I mean, y- you got to put it in context. And it, it could have some positive effects. Like, imagine what a horrible, horrible plane ride that was before that happened. All right, so maybe they can have a little bit of a, a breather. They can have a little bit of fun on the, on the plane. I mean... Baseball is so long and so grueling that, I mean, one, it, it's baseball. It's right. a sport. We're, agree, not, we're, we're not doing totally anything really serious here. I on everything I mean, you've said so far. That Yes, it's a 162-game season. You're right. There are going to be moments where you've got to laugh and stuff. I think they took it too far. I, I, I mean, but like, really, I, you say they were partying. I mean, they were just laughing. They're, they're, they're on the rail watching the game, laughing to each other. I mean, to me, that, that's human reaction. That, that's, that's a guy having a moment. They're... they're cheering on their teammate. It was a cool moment. I mean, now here's again, now it would have been great if we were up 16-4, but it, it's not the case. I mean, it, it just is what it is. Yeah, I that's mean. the ideal, but I mean, I, I tend to side with Bill here. As I'm watching it, I was thinking, it's okay with it. It's okay to have a, a smile, but right. to, be, to be like laughing and really getting into it. Wait until after the game, I think. It was kind of like the Bartolo Colon home run off of James Shields. I mean, that had him bothered for hours afterward. He can laugh about it now. At the time, though, it's almost like I can get Bethancourt being excited and happy. Right. But if you're one of those bats that's down 12 runs. I mean, he threw a, a 64-mile-an-hour changeup that wasn't even really a changeup. He didn't change his grip. He just lobbed it in there. I mean, how do you not react and laugh to that? We've got some uh, fans tweeting in now with uh, picking their sides. Uh, what's the first one we have here, Blooper? Uh, I think uh, who we got. Yeah, so Anthony Gallivan. I respect Bill Center. Well, that's good to establish, but I disagree. This has been a miserable season. Eventually, you need to stay loose. Otherwise, it gets worse. On the other side, I think we have uh, Jeff Riley here. Is that the next one we have? He says 100% correct. No reason to act like that when losing that bad. Uh, Brent chiming in. Come on, your catcher just threw a 94-mile-an-hour fastball, then a 45-mile-an-hour pitch. I don't care what the score is. That's awesome. 
So some people loving it, some well, people not I, so I, much. I think Bethancourt did very good. I mean, I really appreciate him going out there and, and battling like he did. I don't have a problem. I, I just think, and you could smile, I just think that you're getting beat like that, you don't carry it to the extent that they did. I really, and hey, you're professional. Look, Look, and Andy Green had something know, to say about that the game, too. No, 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 no. It's not that, Bill. Like, my life revolves around sports. I don't know if you'll find, you know, many bigger sports fans than me. But at some point, we got to realize this is sports. We're not curing cancer. This isn't war. I mean, it's a game. Like, yes, it sucks to lose, and it sucks to lose that badly, but it's still a game. I mean, find the bright side of life in it all. I mean, you know, it, well, it, I find, it, we got to change the our perspective side an on awful lot, but, uh, but when <laughs> Do you're you? beat, yeah, when you're... <laughs> I mean, again, I'm with you, Bill, in this particular sense, just because especially it was such a bad road trip. If you're right. losing 16-4 to four and you've won five out of the last seven, then okay, I get it. When you have all the Giants shutouts and then the D-backs coming out and, and making them look like world beaters and the Mariners just crushing them, I don't think that was the game to allow that kind right. of I don't think that was the time. I right. mean, there, there are times that you can, you know, if, if you get blown out and you've like, you're playing 500 and you have that blowout game, that's fine. I, I just don't think that was the time. Uh, Andy Green Fair after enough. the game saying, quote, you want to flush a game like this and leave it behind, but it's okay to smile and laugh too. You can't live in a morgue. It's a tough game. No one's saying sit there right. like a gargoyle, but no. you shouldn't be yeah, yucking it up either, right. in my opinion. I don't know. I didn't think it was that dramatic of what they were doing. I mean, you know. Blooper, you got a take on this? I was cool with it. All right, yeah. 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 Right. yeah. I, I don't How eat. could you not laugh and smile at what was going on? I think it's just reaction. Uh, that, that mu- I don't know. I'm with Bill on this one. I, I'm, maybe I'm a little more of an old-school person myself, but yeah, play better before you can start doing that kind of stuff. Um, before that, the reason they got put into that situation, James Shields, not a good game yesterday. Uh, ten earned runs, the tie for the most he's ever given up in his career. Uh, quickly, do you think that had anything to do with all the trade rumors that were swirling in the week that maybe mentally he wasn't as sharp? Because those two innings where they scored all the runs, they all came with two outs. Right. He just wasn't able to lock the door. Is that a mental fortitude uh, thing? I, I don't. You know, professional players, and especially James Shields, by the way, that he's been in so many he's in used his to career. I, I don't think that that had anything to do with that performance at all. I think it could have, honestly. I, I think... Uh, there were more serious rumors than you normally hear in a situation like that. I think uh, you know people reporting things were relatively close. And this is a guy that signed here. He wanted to be here. He lived right. here before he signed here. So I, I think it affects him a little more. And, I mean, who knows? We'll never know uh, if it truly affected him. But I think it absolutely could have. I mean, you know, he was missing all over the place. I think the walks are what killed him the most. I mean, he did have the one replay that didn't go his way that probably could have and maybe should have uh, gotten him out of that inning. But, I mean, you know. It, it's such a fine line, you know, pitching in the big leagues to a, to a lineup like that, that if you're that off and the littlest thing can get you off your game. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if that affected him. I mean, he's a human being, and that, that would affect me. I'm with Grace on this one. I've been on both sides here in this segment. I was with yeah. Bill before, but I'm with Gracie on this one. The fact that it, he has been through this before, but as you get older in your career, you'd like to think that you have some comfort that you can be where you want to be to yeah. end the career. He finally and picked where he, that, wanted to, where he wanted right. to play. And the fact that now he's right back in the, in the fire, right. I think that definitely plays some, some role in him. Well, he knew, sure, that, I think. He he knew that was a possibility, but he didn't get a no trade. So, I mean, if he was worried about this, he should have he, he – at least tried to get a no-trade contract. Yeah, uh, so I, I bet you he did. Uh, I, I don't think something else we may right. never know. No, yeah, I mean no, sure. teams just don't give those out anymore. I mean nobody wants to give out a no-trade unless you're 
getting Bryce Harper, Mike Trout, a guy that you don't actually want to trade. So, I mean, they just nobody wants to hand those out anymore. Well, they're, but they do come. I mean, sometimes, in a, especially in free agent, that a free agent will be able to say, I'll sign with you, but it's going to be a no trade or a no trade with a couple exceptions. Yeah, but then you got to lose money. What's right. the, exactly. Well, that's, but that's, well, what's what, best for that's business. what some players do. I mean, you, you do have, especially in a free agent, you'll find an awful lot of those guys have no trade clauses. Or, or limited, no trade. Or li- limited trade. Yeah. Uh, I do want to hear what you guys have to think, though, about this. I think the Bethancourt argument is, is a more fun one to have because with Shields, sure. we will never know. With this one, it's something we saw. So hashtag PadresSH, a few more tweets coming in. Uh, if you were cool with the players that were watching, having a good time, enjoying it, or if they should have been a bit more business-like considering the situation and the circumstances of that one and seven road trip. Just real quick, I mean, we all watch the games while we're working in the office, but people were huddled around the TV. That was actually, like, you know, really caught people's interest. Sure. It's such an Absolutely. You know, it's just such an it's, oddity. Even in the office, though, it was kind of 50-50, hearing some people say, sure, you know, look I, at them laughing, that. look at them, it's a good time. But, yeah. like, most people are working, but nobody's, nobody was working during that moment. Sure, you know. because it's a very unusual thing, and you want to see how he does. I have, I have the utmost respect for Bethancourt and for Amarista, who came in and got the last out. I mean, that's a tough sp- situation to be in. I thought both of them did an exceptional job, and I'm willing to tip my cap and smile and say, great job. I'm not, I'm not yucking it up when I'm down 12 runs. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Bethancourt did say, too, he slid a couple miles an hour in the gas tank. He just didn't want to really let loose. So uh, 96, just kind of right. letting it go easily. Oh, he's got a gun. Yeah, can't wait to see what he would really get to if he could put it into fifth gear if they, if they ever let him. Uh, well, we'll move on from that, but when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, some all-star stuff. Maybe he's all-star pitcher might might get some <laughs> some some Padre there we go there. yeah there that's uh, the Mike Janela before, that I know before then zombies are descending on Petco Park for zombie day that's coming up on Tuesday June 7th purchase a special theme game ticket package to catch the game against the Braves at 710 and get a limited edition Padres themed zombie bobblehead tickets at Padres.com slash theme games yeah, those all-star updates came out today. Not too many Padres to be found, but we'll see if these guys agree with what the NL has been voted in so far. This is Padres Social Hour. You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park. Yeah, welcome on back. Uh, on this Wednesday, as we confirmed at the top of the show, right, Bill? Absolutely. Nice job. <laughs> I love that, though. Uh, I, uh, what day is this? You know, as, as, a, as a young millennial not having a watch or anything, some, you rely on your <laughs> phone too much, and that's uh, the case. Yeah, Bill always with a watch on. Um, we're going to get to today, on this Wednesday, the uh, MLB released the National League voting update for the All-Star Game. We'll talk about that in a second. But yesterday, and first we're going to get to this, I'm going to put you guys in the Cholula hot seat about a discussion we were having before we went on the air today. So uh, Blooper and I, uh, the game here finished early last yesterday, and so we figured, hey, the Angels are in town. Blooper had never been to that park before, right. the Angel Stadium. It's a pretty short ride. They yeah. were a night game. We had a day game. Padres game was over. We figured, hey, let's hit the road. And uh, while we were there, I tweeted out this picture. We had some producer host bonding with a little bit of ice cream. Yeah. Blooper got his helmet. I had my waffle cone, sprinkles for everybody. And I had asked in the tweet, are you team Sunday or team cone? But evidently, the more heated debate among us, once you guys got here today and we talked about this, sprinkles or no sprinkles on ice cream. As you saw in that tweet, Blooper and I are team sprinkles all day. But we ran into some opposition once we got here today. And you should have. Why? Sprinkles Grow are up. amazing. We're, we're not Grow children. Up. Right. They add Grow such up. A, no, 
What's wrong with them? Tell me, besides me growing up, what's wrong with sprinkles on ice cream? You don't need, I mean, you know, bloopers talking about... You don't about, need well, ice cream well, either, right, but, it's, but a, it's a luxury. Spr- oh, it, it adds to the uh, content. Uh, what, what were you saying? The, you like, like the crunch. The, yeah, the crunch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. The crunch with oh, the smoothness of the ice cream. Right. It but looks th- great. It makes for a better Twitter photo. No. It's fantastic. I mean, it's no. a really good photo. It's a great picture, mostly because Close of the principles mouth. involved, but... Uh, you're anti-sprinkle no, too, Mike. I thought of all people, no, I could count on you. No, no. I mean, the ice cream is fantastic on its own. The sprinkles don't add anything. I don't right. think they add They're flavor. Texture. All they, they do is they don't add, add some nothing. extra texture. calories and sugar, texture. which you don't need. And you need to know. And it's a, by, by the five texture minutes, is a hundred percent of what I love about it. Five minutes, they're not crunchy anymore. They've all the, the colors right. have run it everywhere. And you've got a minutes. soupy mess. Yeah, if your ice cream is still there in five minutes, you're not eating it like blooper is. I can tell you that I from experience. I guarantee I don't eat person. anything like blooper. Maybe <laughs> if you had sprinkles on it, you'd eat it within five minutes. It's so good. That's so unhealthy, blooper. <laughs> Brain freeze. No, I'm, I'm team sprinkles. Blooper is, obviously, you saw that yesterday. These two guys have no idea what they're talking about. Uh, let us know. Hashtag Padres SH. But team cone, though. Honestly, I'm really a team Sunday guy. What? Yes, here's the issue. I, was, oh I had a cone God. in the picture yesterday. But at a baseball game, what I usually do is I get the helmet because I like collecting those because I don't grow up in that instance. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But I already had an Angels helmet, and I wanted a cup. They didn't have a cup. It's either you get the helmet or the cone. So I figured I'm not going to have a second Angels ice cream helmet, so I'll go for the cone. Did you check before you left the house to see what you had in your collection? No, I know already in my head. I know for sure. Do you have a Brewers? Yeah. I do. Okay. Yeah, I just yeah. want to make sure. No, for sure. Um, now, so that was one. So I'm usually team Sunday or, you know, spoon and a cup. But Waffle I was cones are delightful. Yesterday. Goodness. They right. are. The problem is they're messy. That's messy. At a baseball game, it starts running on your hands, and you have no idea what's going on. So. Um, until your tweet, though, I had no idea you spelled ice cream Sunday differently than the day Sunday. So that's good to know. Oh, oh. I had no idea. Wow. <laughs> are you trying to send <laughs> Bill over the edge? <laughs> I'm not <laughs> kidding. I just looked at it just now, and I was about to be, don't put it up because you spelt it wrong. But no, it Why didn't sense. You, you should have just made fun of him for it. That would have been fantastic. What are we going to do with this guy? And, and, and we're letting him make decisions. Oh, yeah. He's the one who's pushing the buttons here. Right. He doesn't even wow. know. Oh, wow. That's, uh, thanks for admitting that on the no, air I, publicly. I, it's good to know. That's, I'm happy I now know. So when I... I can't forward. wait to find out what other words bloopers have been misspelling all of his... Almost 30 years on this earth. Unbelievable. Um, Uncapped real flavor with Cholula hot sauce. The hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. Um, So Blooper and I, when we were done with our ice cream last night, we did watch a couple of all-stars there in that uh, Angels-Tigers game. Nine home runs in that game we saw yesterday. Eight in the Padres game, 50 across Major League Baseball yesterday. I think that was the 19th time it's ever happened in a single day. But uh, we saw Trout, we saw Cabrera, but today the big news with all-stars is MLB announced who's in the lead so far in the National League, and they tweeted it out, and... uh, no Padres in sight. So they gave the right. top five for every position and the top 15 for outfielders. No Padres anywhere. No surprise, really. If anything, Matt Kemp on name recognition maybe in the top 15, but he's not having a good enough right. season to coast on just the reputation. Uh, so I guess first place I want to take this, guys, you saw the results. Anybody that you really disagree with? Well, what sticks out to me are the Cub fans are now doing what Ooh, the Royals yeah, they fans are. Because the Cubs, the entire infield is Cubs leading right yeah. now. So let's go. So I'll just give you the quick around the horn. So it's Rizzo at first, Zobrist at second, Brian at third, Addison Russell at shortstop, Yadi Molina at catcher. I'm surprised David Ross hasn't gotten a fan vote right. in from the Cubs <laughs> there yet. And the top three outfielders, Bryce Harper, Dexter Fowler, another Cub, and Yoannis Cespedes. Uh, so that's your big takeaway, that the Cubs are the new Royals. Right. Annoying fans just stuffing the right. ballot Right, they're box. doing, well, you know, the, it, this started in 56. 
this isn't something that just started the Reds, with the right? Right, Back the then, Reds yeah. in 56. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're stuffing the ballot box. So I think the commissioner is going to have to do something sooner or later to do, do you, change this. Do you care, though? Because this is a popularity contest, the starters. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I'd rather see the better players than, a, than having fans stuff the ballot box, to be perfectly honest. I would probably rather see the better players, but I don't care that much. I do care that the game matters. They need to take that away because if you're going to have this game matter on some level, right. you can't have something that is easily rigged by uh, a fan base that's as large as the Cubs is. And, I mean, it's all about an energized fan base. And, you know, you, you hear Ron Fowler. He's probably not energized about, you know, getting uh, people out voting for Padres for the All-Star team because, I mean, you know, say they did vote – Somehow you voted all the Padres in. I mean, that might be more embarrassing than anything right. else. But look at Kansas City last year, and of course, yeah, but they were good and energized, and the fan right. base was there. So, and I mean, in a way, if you're a team that is competing for a potential World Series, shouldn't that be an extra kind of home field advantage to be able to get your fans to vote your players in to maybe affect the fact that you can host the World Series? It's convoluted, nah. but right. I mean, but when you see when you see you know, it's not Braves fans stuffing the ballot box. When you see <laughs> all-stars that should be on the team that will not be on the team because fans are stuffing the ballot box, that's something that needs to be and corrected. It, and that's the, probably the historical value of right. it because you do look back on all-star appearances to, you know, to talk about whether a player should right. be in the Hall of Fame or not and if somebody gets stiffed because of that. I mean, and for the most part, they usually get it right. The, the, the coaches, managers, and, and players usually get – the guys that are most deserving, plus the, fan, the fans get that final vote, which I think is always pretty cool uh, to, to get somebody on that final spot. I mean, you know, it, really, if you're really worried about the best players, then maybe you don't have a representative from every team because, I mean, that obviously uh, changes th things a lot too. Well, that's a can of worms we can get to here in a second when we talk about Padres representatives. Uh, if, you're, if you think the Cubs fans are stuffing the ballot box, who would you take out, though? Are Ru all those guys – Russell. Russell? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's probably the weakest position in – in the whole no, nine I mean, for the National we, League. We, when you've got a guy like Trevor Story doing what he's right. doing with the home runs, I mean, I know his, his, his OPS isn't that much better, right. it, but still, I mean, it's just a better story, better On better base is not player. that great, but... The rest of them, tough to argue. I mean, Arenado no, I, over Brian, I think, That's why it doesn't bother me that much. That's why it doesn't bother me I think Arenado and Brian are really close. I mean, I really do. Because uh, yeah, in the with the Royals, when Alcides Escobar is getting in over like Carlos Correa, that's when it becomes a problem. Exactly. But for the most part, these Cubs are and deserving. For, for right. a team that's this much better than everybody else at this point, I mean, that's what happens. I mean, if you, if you're that good, obviously your players are playing that much better, and they probably deserve to be there. Arenado is one of the best third basemen I've seen in a long time. Now, offensively, I think his numbers are a little more tweaked, although Bryant playing at Wrigley also tweaks his numbers. But I agree with you, Arenado, and probably th the left side of the infield. I got no problem with the right side at all. Yeah, I mean, Rizzo and Zobrist, they've been oh, they've Zobrist been has, Zobrist has had an amazing season. Yeah, he's been a great pickup. Um, on Twitter just now, Padres Geekster chiming in and asking a question that I was about to ask you guys. Do we have a legit all-star for the MLB game? Don't think so. Well, you will because of that rule that everybody gets one. Uh, quickly, do you guys like that rule? Yes or no? I do. Actually, I like to see one player on every team. Yes, I do. For, I, for I, I don't have a problem with that rule. For the size of the rosters, I think it's good. That's a very good point. I was just, that was the point I was going to make. The rosters are big enough where you can do that. Okay, so then who, now as we see that no Padres are probably getting voted into this game, who do you think will be that designated rep for San Diego as things stand today? Either, I think either Pomerantz or Rodney, one of the two. I think it would probably be Rodney, but I would rather it be Pomerantz or Upton. 
I, I tweeted out mine earlier today. I think Rodney, number one, A, he's got that excitement, that pizzazz, that name brand. People like it. And he's performing extremely well. Uh, Bookter, I think, would be a better second. Not a better, but right now a more likely second spot. Because if you're looking from a manager's perspective of arms that can help you win a game. I'd rather have Pomerantz as that lefty. Pomerantz. Right. I mean, Bookter's a lefty, too. Pomerantz, no, that's my point, I think. Though. You, you, you honor the starter for what a starter's done. But there's so, so much, much set, set up relievers don't get. It's selected for the All-Star game. Almost never. I, I mean, think that's starting to change a little bit when you're looking at managers trying to strategize. Plus, there's all these starters that, you know, get named but never play because they don't want to blow out the arms. And there's the, the, <laughs> the fear of sending a starter out there for one inning and it just throws off his whole mechanics. You think A.J. Preller is uh, pulling for Booker? Really? He pulls this guy off the scrap heap and he's a Oh, that would go right to the top year. of his resume. Yeah, that'd, that's be, perfect. that'd be fantastic for him. So, so we'll see. And, yeah, if he keeps up, I mean, he's got a 12 – uh, per nine strikeout uh, ratio. I mean, that's a guy that I think could come in a lot of handy in a game that does matter. It does count now. No, it, right, but it'll be a name. Uh, it'll be a bigger name than Ryan Buchter. He's making himself into a name. We still have a month and change to go, but interestingly, I th it's funny. I think Rodney is still the clear It's going to be interesting on us. Rodney that if they don't get out of this funk that they're in, that how many appearances he will have at the All-Star break. Yeah, he's never pitching anymore. There's right. no reason for him to. It's, it's, I mean, and, and that's the primary reason right. I would go with Pomerantz. I mean, he's right. got the innings. I mean, to do what he – his numbers outside of that rough start last have been were, were fantastic. I mean, you'd have to think about him for starting the game if Arietta and guys like that weren't doing such ridiculous yeah, things. Yeah, I guess I changed the question on you in, in my answer. I said as of right now, and Pomerantz right. certainly has been the most deserving. Right. And then I, in my mind, am projecting how he may continue – I don't think he will continue with the sub two ERA, but I, fair today, right now. Oh, I don't think he'll continue, one. but I think it could be in the low twos. I, 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 don't I, I think he's pitching that well. I mean, you might have Rodney by the All Star break. The way it's going, he may have fewer than thirty appearances. Yeah, well, if they keep being Probably scoreless, then right, yeah. I right. mean that'll be fine. But yeah, he's got, he's got no reason to come out and close. Right. Closers can't close if, yep. they're not, if they're not in the lead. So uh, we'll see how that continues. Uh, again, let us know. We're having uh, some, a couple things going on right now. Team Sprinkles or not, who you think the Padres All-Star will be. Uh, give us all your thoughts. Hashtag Padres SH. Uh, when we come back, we're going to take a little trip down the farm. So get excited for that. Talk some prospects, maybe some future All-Stars for the Padres. But before that, want to let you know that new in 2016, fans can purchase 50-50 raffle tickets for a chance to win 50% of the raffle jackpot at each Padres home game. The remaining 50% will support the Padres Foundation. Tickets can be purchased at various locations throughout Petco Park. Tickets are three for $5, 10 for 10, or 40 for 20 bucks. Buy during your next trip to Petco Park for your chance to win big. Like I said, when we come back, we're gonna take a little trip down the farm, see how the prospects are doing. Don't go far, this is Padres Social Hour. From analysis of what's happening on the field with your Padres to insights on everything MLB, we've got it right here. This is Padres Social Hour. We're back, taking you on the way to that 7-10 first pitch between the Padres and the Mariners. Uh, we talked about this with Bill a couple days ago. Mike, is this two two-game series or one four-game series? Two series. Two series, separate, yeah, home and home. Yep. I don't know. Everyone's been kind of 50-50 on that, too. It's been, uh, it's been a fun talk. But Chicken or the egg? Uh, exactly. One or the other. Uh, no debate for 3BZ tweeting at us. He's Team Ice Cream Sunday, spelled the correct way. All day, rainbow sprinkles, no question, a must-have. He says, come on, Padre Central. That's you, Bill. You know you love it. Actually, my ice cream, and anybody that knows me, is vanilla and a cone. That honestly does not surprise not me. <laughs> one bit, not one not iota. At all. 
Uh, we'll get you some sprinkles one of these days, Bill. I've got to live life on the edge every once in a while. Uh, well, Bill, we're not going to take, uh, you're going to take us down on the farm. We're going to discover some prospects with Pacifico. And we've talked a lot about, uh, there's the down on the farm music. Right, down there down you the guys, farm I was music, waiting right. for it. Yeah. There we go. There we go. <laughs> so we're heading down to the farm. Now, a lot of the big, uh, the big names we've talked about at length already, your Dickerson's, whose hitting streak continues. Almost 29. At 30, yeah. Right. Uh, Margot and Renfro. Let's shine a light on a couple of other guys. Margot almost to 300 now. He's yeah. had a very good last two weeks, almost He's to 300. All three of them. Right. Renfro now is at 12 homers. So. And everyone's really calling to see these guys ASAP, right. but maybe a little more seasoning. Yep. And, and Plus they're blocked. Right. Yeah. We keep talking about that. Right. There's nowhere to put them right. until you right move now. some other pieces. Right. So what we want to do today is discover some of these other guys, shine some spotlight on a few others. Okay. And let's start with uh, AAA. And Bill, you... you cover these guys all the time and Frank Garces a name that fans are well familiar with maybe not for the the right reasons but been, he been had a good a week been a relief pitcher and they started they've started him twice now and he's had two really good outings as a starting pitcher now the first time was out of necessity because they had lost uh, they had lost Friedrich up here the second time I think was by design he pitched five solid innings another guy at AAA is the second baseman, Carlos Oswehi, mm-hmm. who's hitting 341 and playing very well on the field. Uh, younger, 24, but I would imag- I imagine he might be the first guy we see. With Spangenberg out, and we got an update today from Andy Green, right. Spangenberg it's is basically shut down for five days right now. Right. Had a stem cell injection into his quad. Right. Sounds so really so bizarre. And, and Spangenberg has a history of being, even in the minors, being a slow healer. So you don't know when he's going to be back. I don't think... Solarte's best spot is third. Wallace really hasn't been hitting when he's there. I, I, I think that maybe sooner than later we see a move to bring up Aswahi and let him play second. Yeah, possibly. Now, um, okay. Go, I just want to move down now. So, Triple uh, A, let's go to San Antonio. Now, uh, Nick Scholes, and this is someone who doesn't have much of a, of a pedigree, per se, and he's on the DL right now. Right. Nothing serious. Got he just went, a pitch. Right. He, he just went on the DL on Monday. But he had a good week, too. He had a real nice week. Now, Scholes is very interesting because... Every year you have this draft where you pick 40, 50 players in the, in the draft. No team picked Nick Scholes out of college, out of San Jose State. Padre signed him as an uh, undrafted free agent after that. He's reached an awful lot of guys in that draft class. 2000 have already gone you know, out, of the, out of the game. He's hitting very well, and he keeps improving as we go along. He's getting stronger and stronger. Another corner outfielder there is Nick Torres. So I, I think they've got they have they have some outfield depth in the system. And then uh, the last guy I want to touch on, you've had some others that you can you can find all this at Padres.com/slash/Friarwire. Uh, Edwin Moreno, a great week in High right. A. Cody Tidwell as well. Two but, two more hitting streaks. Yeah, I mean this is a, a hitting streak right. rich system. Uh, but T.J. Weir, a Cal League Pitcher of the Week up at Lake Elsinore. Right again, another reliever like Garces, who they moved him into the rotation, made two starts and didn't allow well no runs in eight innings over this week and over two starts no runs. He allowed two starts, which I don't know what his future is. I mean, he's been a reliever his entire career. Now they put him in the rotation, and that was by design, not because of need. Isn't this nice, Mike, to get some beyond Beautiful. just the, the surface-level prospects that everyone kind of knows already? Absolutely. I mean, there's so many great stories down in the minor leagues. Uh, Schultz would be really cool if a guy like that goes completely undrafted, like you said, 50 rounds, and somehow made it to the big right. league level. I mean, and he's hitting in, in the Texas League, which is well, really hard. To, that's I a mean, pitcher's league to the Texas max. League stats mean almost nothing. I mean, he had a t- – he, For hitters. Up, right. They mean a lot. 
259 in the Texas League is actually a pretty good mark. It's like hitting 300. Yeah. Right. It's funny how it goes in the Padres system from one extreme in AA to the right. complete other in AAA. AAA. It's crazy. It's something they need to figure out because it's so hard to evaluate players in those two uh, two venues. It's hard. I mean, for a lot of teams, but especially yeah, the, right. those Well, there was, a, there was a debate when uh, El Paso bought the Tucson team that the Padres were looking – to move to a city that was more pitching-oriented for their AAA team. Yeah, well, uh, the bats are doing well right now. Yes. But, yeah, it's have to find some happy medium at some point down the road. All right, that was our trip down on the farm. Love it. Oh, God. <laughs> brought to us by Pacifico, a rich lager born in Mazatlan, brought home by surfers, now waiting to be discovered by, discovered by you, Discover Pacifico. When we come back, we have the, the end-of-the-month standings in our Supercuts head-to-head challenge. You don't want to miss that. And then Gracie takes on Blooper. Don't go far. This is Padres Social Hour. We're talking Padres all season long. This is Padres Social Hour, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store. Welcome back. Padres looking after a couple of uh, rough beatdowns up in Seattle to return the favor against the Mariners here at Petco Park. The last two games these teams will play each other in this season. Uh, Hopefully get that split, but things will have to change a lot from what we saw the last 48 hours. The natural rivals. The natural rivals. And I don't like the the two two two-game series. Make it a, a number that's a little easier not to have a split. You, uh, so having no, no ties, yeah. No, yeah. no, I don't want to have, I don't want to have one team or the other have a home field advantage. No. Uh, one year to the other. No. No. All right. Fair enough. Well, we'll get to uh, the Balance. lineup now for Balance. tonight's game. Bill likes everything is balanced in its place. Six of one, half dozen of the other. Absolutely. Uh, brought to you by United, proud partner of the San Diego Padres. John Jay in center field. Will Myers at first base. Then Matt Kemp in right. Young Herbert Solarte at third base. Melvin Upton Jr. in left. Derek Norris is back catching. Alexei Ramirez at shortstop. Adam Rosales gets a start at second base tonight. And Christian Friedrich will bat for himself now that the Padres don't have the DH anymore. Now, in yesterday's game, because Blooper wasn't here two days ago, we didn't do the Supercuts head-to-head challenge. Chris Ello came back and demanded some reparations. So he said, wow. all right, two-pointer yesterday. And Chris said, I, I, I dig it. I like it. And Blooper got it, got his two points, because he picked Travis Ooh, Jankowski, who had a home run yesterday. He, he shouldn't did. be rewarded for not being here. Well, he, Chris Ello should get a better pick if he I'm wants to be rewarded. rewarded for being good at the game. Ello picked James Shields, who had not a good day yesterday. <laughs> so uh, that well. dropped him two points. And now before we get to today's pick, it's June 1st, so I figure we'll look at the standings. Obviously, it's blooper versus the couch, but I've been keeping track of the couch standings as well. Let's Uh-oh. take a look. In the lead, Ben Higgins, 5-2. and two. Everyone else is 500 or worse. I'm 0-3. And, and all the way at the bottom, it's Bill Center, sad face emoticon at 0-3. He and Jesse Agler bringing up the rear. Rough. Mike Grace, the good news for you is you can get to 500 today because you're 3-4 yeah. so far this season, and you get the first pick. So who you got? <laughs> well, I asked for Bill for advice, so I'm not going to take that advice. Don't. Now. Do the okay. complete opposite. Uh, now that it's June, I'll take Matt Kemp. Oh, I like that. The, the calendar turns, and so you think his fortunes will as well. Blooper, your response. Will Myers. All right. There you go. Let's get into football score territory now. Blooper ahead by a touchdown. Uh, Bill, you got to get out of that basement one of these days. Right. Well, I'd, only when I sit over there. They don't let me because I would have taken Solarte today. Yeah, well, again, you can't trust what Bill has to say because he's got that donut in the win right. column so far. He'll get a chance to redeem himself someday. <laughs> At Supercut, they pay attention to every detail. The cut, the lines, the hot towel finish so you can feel sharp, clean, and ready to go. Find the Supercuts near you at supercuts.com. We're back to wrap things up. This is Padre Social Hour. 
Get ready for every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park, this is Padres Social Hour. We're back to put the finishing touches on this episode before Padres and Mariners game one or game three, depending how you look at it. We talked about a lot today. Covered a lot of ground. Ron Fowler's comments, Christian Bethencourt pitching the All-Star game. But the biggest takeaway for me from this episode, blooper not knowing how to spell the difference between ice cream Sunday and the day of the week Sunday. Actually, that doesn't surprise me very much. I know now. He know, yeah, he does Mike, know Mike's now. Mike's still technically new, I think. Right. I yeah, bet, I'm but, still fresh. Right. Uh, Nikki here even getting in on roasting him on Twitter, going with a Judge Judy facepalm gif. When you learn that Seth Foster just discovered wow. it's not ice cream Sunday with a Y. Everywhere you turn, Blooper, you can't escape. you got to learn how to spell better, buddy. It's an educational program. I now know something. <laughs> I have a feeling, like you say, Bill, he still has a lot to learn. We still have a lot to teach him. Tomorrow, we're back at 4.30 with Randy Jones and Brady Phelps. Until then, thank you, Mike. Thank you, Bill. Great job Thanks, sort of matching with your shirts again. And Blooper, we'll get you a little uh, spelling textbook. Work on some homework before tomorrow. Thank you. Padres and Mariners coming up. Thanks to you guys for watching. This is Padres Social Hour.